I hadn't seen Alicia since the divorce, since I left Atlanta, since I moved up to our old vacation cabin in the North Georgia mountains. That was almost five years ago. Alicia is my daughter, and I love her. I tried not to let her absence bother me. Whenever she talked to me, it always seemed to bring up bad memories. I didn't want that for her. I wanted her to be happy. If talking to me made her unhappy, then silence was the price I was willing to pay. It didn't make sense that she would want to go out of her way to come see me after all this time. I don't want to put you out, I said. Daddy, I came all the way down here. I sat through Christmas with crazy Aunt Valerie. Don't you dare say no. Of course not, I said. I would be glad to see you, sweetie. It's a little bit of a surprise, that's all. I took a sip of hot tea, hoping that it would help steady my voice. I know this is short notice, but it's a good surprise. Trust me. Well, all right then, I said. I'll cook something. What time are you going to be here? Around two, if that works for you. That's fine, I said. You need directions? I couldn't remember the last time she'd been to the cabin, and it's not the easiest place to find. Don't be silly, Daddy. I never get lost. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. I looked around the cabin, trying to figure out what I could do in the next 24 hours to make the place presentable. The living room needed a little dusting, and the small stain on the Navajo rug would come up with a little effort. I had time to get a head start on my laundry. I am not much of a housekeeper, but thirty years of living with my ex-wife had taught me at least to pick up after myself. Cleaning was a way for me to stay busy and to keep my mind from constructing scenarios about why my daughter was coming to visit. It was late in the evening before I could get to a stopping place. I fixed myself the biggest, blackest cup of coffee I could manage. I went out onto the back porch of the cabin and stood on the weathered planks for a long time. The skyline was gray in the gathering darkness, but I could still see the headlights on the Appalachian Parkway in the valley below. A cold front was making its way south, and a stiff wind was blowing. The mountain is quiet most days, but the wind gives it a voice. It stirred up the piles of dead brown leaves and rustled through the pine needles. I depend on the calm and the silence of the mountain, and the restless December wind was an unwelcome intruder. I breathed in the cold air to clear my head. Who was Toby? Why were they in Georgia? Why did Alicia want to see me after all this time? The wind didn't have any answers, not that I expected it to. I didn't have all that much in the way of answers myself. I had a wife and four children, but I lost them all. Danielle and I had one son who died of meningitis in 1979, when he was just a few months old. Alicia had an older sister named Francesca, who died in the fall of 2005 after a car accident. She had a younger sister, Trixie, who died five months later. I was the only one who was with Trixie when she died. I drove her to the hospital. She whimpered in the back seat the whole way, lost in pain and anguish.
Everyone blamed me for her death, and they had every right to. No one stood by me then, not Danielle and not Alicia. I have lived a long life and have lost most everything I once cherished. I have spent the better part of the last five years alone, in my cabin, a long way from the outside world but far too close to my memories and fears. The loose threads of my relationship with my one surviving daughter were all I had to cling to. If there was any chance at all to bring her back into my life, even for a little while, I wanted to take it, whatever it might cost me.